episode of attention please podcast now on video if you like this podcast kindly like share and subscribe you know what to do so today we have a guest dipto kirti who has been dipto kirti choudhary has been a guest on this podcast before he is uh, one of my idols when it comes to writing i have said that before i was inspired by his writing in college he was a year senior to me at jadavpur university and i've always looked up to him um he's one year older to me so i'm trying to claim that i'm younger here um that uh, always looked up to him in terms of writing and he's also a very very avid bollywood buff he's written several books on bollywood trivia and he's also written about salim javed so he is a bollywood buff like me he's a way better bollywood buff than me and so there was something which i wanted to discuss on this podcast for quite some time but i thought it would be better rather than me talking about it have a real expert talk about it and that is on the state the commercial state of current hindi movies so first of all dipthokiti thanks for being on the show thank you so much for having me it's always a pleasure all right so the first question that i want to ask is we all know that post covid i would say hindi blockbuster movies haven't been doing well haven't or rather they I mean there's nothing known as well but they haven't been doing as per expectations of those who invest in hindi movies so several several hypotheses have been proposed one of which was proposed by anurag kashyap is because of the state of the indian economy and i'm i'm just saying this without passing a judgment on whether it is true or not or whether it's ridiculous but being an influential voice uh, he said this that there is just no money for people to go to the theaters and see movies which again i would also add is belied by the fact that movies like rrr and kgf have been such monumental hits so that's one reason the other people are saying that you know covid 19 is the problem that people are just not they're psychologically not in that space of going to theaters anymore and they're afraid some people are afraid and it's a habit going to the theaters is a habit and we are both of us can agree growing up watching theaters it, it is definitely a habit and people are kind of off the habit it will take some time but again i would say that is belied by the fact that kgf and rrr made so much money so what do you think what factors have you heard and then third we will come to boycott that the only reason that movies are not working is because they are anti quote unquote hindu anti india and now people are sufficiently sufficiently created a a din around it or have have formed a group that they are consciously boycotting movies made by you know actors like amir khan in uh, ranbir kapoor alia bhat and so that is the reason that it is basically a political statement and the politic and the politics is now so strong that it can actually adversely affect sales at the theater and that south indian movies are more culturally rooted to traditional india and that's why they are working whether it be bahubali or rrr so what is your idea or opinions on this yeah i think all these things that you said that have uh, some impact it is uh, and like social media 
and you probably know this better than most is always a very binary thing it is saying that ki oh it is all about economy and uh, people don't have money so they have stopped watching cinema uh, oh people have now woken up to the fact that bollywood is this whole den of vice and nepotism and what not so people have boycotted everything i don't think these are i mean they don't even come close to uh, i mean they all contribute maybe to a little extent but i would like to state a, a more fundamental fact that if you look at bollywood if, if you take let's say hindi cinema which has maybe 50 to 60 releases a year i mean once per one per week kind of a thing if i take it like that if you have i mean if you look at that, that in any given year not more than 3 to 5 bollywood films succeed succeed in the sense that it uh, seen by a very large number of people the producers make a lot of money there is a whole a sort of a social cultural uh, thing people are quoting the songs people are repeating the dialogues that happens less than five films is my guess if you go back uh, several years i mean if you go back right into the 80s 90s whenever you will see that out of 50 films there are about five films which hit the mark so to speak and i would say that we are in september we are i mean if i look at the only bollywood films i'll come to the south films in a bit we are by and large on target i mean there have been sort of three hits uh moderate to big hits this year one is kashmir files uh one is bhulbhulaiya 2 and one is gangubai kathiawad so we are at 3 we will probably reach 4 5 we will broadly be in the zone so this whole thing that bollywood is not able to get it is a little exaggerated that's number one i would I, one thing Now, i would interrupt you is kashmir files yeah. is not bollywood let's just say it is anti bollywood in many respects because of the Ah, okay because of everything so let's just say two movies which are classic bollywood sure sure no i mean hindi cinema you see i'll tell you that in terms of if you look at at every year i mean i would add a second qualification though i am not sure if my assertion will hold there is always one sort of an anti bollywood or non uh, of the beaten track kind of sleeper hit so to speak also comes up once in a while though you you are right in the sense that the kashmir files in terms of content and tone is radically different from what hindi cinema normally offers so that has its own strengths and weaknesses uh, problems and whatever so we'll i mean but you are broadly right that it is not you not what we can call bollywood so th- we are in that zone broadly so i am hoping that there will be two three more good films that will come between now and december and bollywood will tick off that five out of 50 uh, success rate is the thing the second piece is that i think the one piece that people are ignoring in the southern movie and the people don't have money the bridging factor between or the common factor which has impacted both is actually the movie watching during the pandemic for the last 2 years people have gotten completely used to watching films big films uh, impactful films the typical uh, big screen spectacles on a small screen so people have watched it they have found it to be pretty decent experience and so they are also kind of gotten used to the fact that many of the films will release immediately on ott platforms or within a week couple of weeks so i think that whole motivation to go to a theater has significantly reduced and i don't think bollywood the makers have fully 
ट्रूटली that it is difficult at any point in time for a middle class indian family to shell out let's say 1000 2000 bucks on an evenings entertainment but now it is pinching a lot more because you know that for the same 1000 to 2000 bucks you will probably be able to annual subscriptions to maybe two if not three services which will give you all the or 80% of the hit movies that release in a year so to that extent the motivation has definitely definitely come down so these are my things so there is an economic i mean the economic angle is there that yes there has been a bit of uh, impact due to covid uh, uh, people have lost earnings uh, right now because of the uh, whatever the, the the interest rates going up emi vmis etc have been impacted so it is there but i think it is only a part of it the i am willing to invest i am willing to shell out that 1000 rupees per outing only if i am certain that this movie is going to come on tv 6 months later but now i am certain that it will come maybe 4 weeks later so i am saying that okay i'll wait so the economic thing is can't be seen in isolation it needs to be seen in the context of the fact that uh, you know it the loss is not so great but here's my yeah. counterpoint to that since both of yeah. us love movies do do most movie goers i'm i'm pretty sure that at our age we think of movies like this but the most number of movies i saw was at a different age group right where we didn't take rational decisions we went to see a movie because of an attendance movie has come out right we we didn't we didn't much care about the plot or review or whether it would be cheaper to stay and watch it in the, when the when the cable wala gave it we didn't care it was an emotional decision and very maybe at least my generation we were very emotional about movies right so it's i still am about certain things so i don't think that i but i'm pretty sure some people think like this but i normally don't expect let's say a, a lover of amir khan movies because amir khan salman khan shahrukh khan they have their own fan base right this their just their fan base makes the commercial success of a movie that was what a superstar is and a fan doesn't think like this it's he's not a rational person that he thinks okay i'll see a bhai movie on ott the thing is a bhai bhai ka picture laga hai so i have to go and see it in the theaters and preferably multiple times so how do you and for me the the shock was amir khan's movie not working because amir khan is a superstar and now I honestly think and this is what I had written is that I believe that this was absolutely the wrong movie for Amir Khan to do in this age and I, and because firstly Amir Khan has made a career of basically cop making licensed or unlicensed remakes of foreign movies if you look through Amir Khan's like whether it be Atanki Atank he has done it consistently it's not something which he hasn't done um I would say Shahrukh Khan has been more original on that score because he's done movies which again are not lifts from other movies at least so many but amir khan's career is full of lifts okay 
Now, I think Amir Khan specifically here is reaching the late Devanand phase of his life, where Amitabh Bachchan also ran into that, you know, Lal Badshah phase, right? Where you, where you, where you are no longer can do the movies that you are being cast in. Late, late career Sachin Tendulkar, same symptom. So it is. I think this this movie was like that somewhat. Um, and we'll come to the boycott and Amir Khan's political things later, but we'll, we'll come to how effective that was. But one of the things that I believe, and this is my opinion, is that if you watch KGF, have you seen KGF, first of all? So yeah, KGF, is, KGF is using my aesthetics at 45, it is unwatchable. In my opinion, it is absolutely unwatchable movie. But using my aesthetics of when I was 21, it is the greatest thing since sliced bread. It has everything a 21-year-old or an 18-year-old kid would want. It is there, right? There is this scene in which, like, where Sanjay Dutt is standing with all these guns, right? And the hero Yash comes out, holds this guitar like a like basically like a phallic symbol, like he's air guitaring, but it's basically is like my dick is bigger than yours, right? That's really what that, then out comes the Kalashnikovs from behind. So, and then they just, so that scene is an extremely powerful scene. Okay, it's it's set in a terrible movie, but that scene, if you see it, it has all the elements of why you go to the theaters because see how this, see how the scene plays out. They come in, they're standing, there is silence. Somebody else is narrating the story. And then there is this guy who says, Kalashnikov. And the moment he says that, out comes the guns. See, that is the kind of thing which gets emotion. Even though, no matter how crappy that movie was, and no matter how old I am, when that happened, I felt, wow, that is an awesome sequence. Now, I think that these quote-unquote South movies get that they still get that people aren't really coming to the halls to see Forrest Gump, right? Forrest Gump is not something which you can get mad in a theater over. It's not, but if you've seen RRR, where you know you have a guy throwing tigers with their bare hands, that's what you come to the theater for. If you're looking for subtle movies, why there's OTT for that. The movie which those kinds of movies, like Govinda movies at their best, you have to see it with the community. You The movie, in order for you to get the full ROI, it has to be a movie that feels good when you watch it with other people. A Forrest Gump remake, you don't need to watch with anyone. Forget the big screen. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> uh, agreed to most of it. That You see, that uh, it's a multiple thing. That What is the type of content? Now, my uh, reading of it is that let's say uh, let's say Amir Khan's last film, which was Thugs of Hindustan, is what ticked off that box that you said, which is to say that a star like Amir Khan puts, as it as they say, the butt, butts on the seats, mm-hmm. right? So uh, when Thugs of Hindustan released, I think it made some insane, some fifty crores or something in the first weekend or something like that. And then it made some 10 crores in the in the rest of the run because it was then people went out and said that it is completely rubbish. It again ticked off all the boxes of the so-called masala elements that spectacles, dances, fights, but nothing really came together. And therefore, uh, it kind of crashed and burned. So what has happened between Thugs of Hindustan till now 
that either because of that forest camp is a very soft smooth uh, you know almost a personal sort of a movie as opposed to a big screen theatrical experience it could be because of the boycott though i don't think that is a it could be the fact that people think that ki boss abhi ek do mahine mein aa jayega i also have another theory which is that of the three khans that amir khan's uh, fan following is the most logical whereas so let's say when an antim releases which is i think salman khan's last movie it again got a very good uh, initial because like you said ki bhai ka movie to matlab pehla week mein jana hai i mean we can debate and say that is antim the better movie or the lal singh chadda is the better movie i mean from a quote and quote better movie point of view lal singh chadda ticks off all the boxes but it could not match let's say that opening pull of a salman khan where the salman khan movie has releases release so i will go and watch so i had a feeling that this when you look at the typical amir khan fan who is not like the guy who would tattoo tattoo amir khan's uh, name on his a chest or uh, arm or whatever he is like thinking ki acha acha hi movie hoga but i think it will come on uh, whatever amazon prime or something two months down the line might as well wait for it it does not look like a big screen action uh, spectacle anyway whereas i mean if you go back and you see let's say sanjay leela bhansali's uh, gangu bai kathiyawadi which is i'm intentionally calling it sanjay leela bhansali's film and not talia but film because i think people were initially drawn to those big spectacles and those phenomenal uh, song and dance sequences and the great frames and all of that because of that and they thought then sort of uh, the whole performance and other charms of the movie took over and gangubai kathiyawadi did a pretty decent more than decent run at the box office reel bhul so, bhulaiya for example got a draw i would say not because of kartikarian but because of the original bhul bhulaiya mm-hmm. i mean the a, a successful original like kgf always gives you a bit of a boost right so to that extent uh, i mean that i think lal singh chadda completely failed to capitalize on that uh, whatever happens i must watch it first week that audience i don't think came for the reasons probably uh what you mentioned i i also think again based on a very small sample of south movies which have done very well is that i think they for the want of a better word they don't explicitly try to be woke and i and i and and i say that because i see that in hindi movies and i'm i'm not going to pass a judgment on whether movies should be woke or not i'm just purely looking at it in terms of commerce so if you look at most of the south movies that i've seen whether rrr or tkgf they're not the kind of movies that would make it through the filters of netflix executives in terms of many of the themes now these themes were perfectly fine nobody would have thought of these themes in the 90s some of these things but some of the other things you see that it is much they're much more macho that kind of machuness is not considered to be this is a good or for bad it is it is definitely deemphasized what did for instance while kgf was coming out what was the biggest star i would say of the current crop what was ranveer singh doing what was his release 
his release was of that that pregnancy what i've forgotten what he was jor 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 bhai jayesh bhai jorkar yes so can you imagine the, can you imagine that going up against kgf2 against yash so when you have the i would say the most sellable male star young male star in in bollywood today i wouldn't put kartik aryan still at that level but you put ranveer versus that you can see the difference and why somebody would in my opinion again i'm trying not to pass a value judgment here just being very business like that if i have a thousand rupees which is what i will spend on a night at the movies i would go there because that i think more captures the 90s 80s aesthetic KGF and RRR are very much Elane Jung with a 300 crore budget, right? It's that kind of a movie. These movies are different. You get better versions of these movies on OTT. These are OTT movies, right? These are um, movies that you can watch on OTT. You get these movies. You get better versions of these movies. Like, for instance, one of the things that I was having this conversation that romantic movies nowadays. like the kind of movies like kyamat se kyamat tak that kind of like really crappy movies you know in terms of they're not great art but very close to people's heart why don't they happen what are teenagers nowadays seeing i found out that teenagers nowadays see korean dramas on ott they see romantic korean dramas where the boy meets girl in a starbucks shop he works in a starbucks shop comes somebody else the boss the so it's basically the same hindi movie old like nothing masterful but people don't need a new duhi chawla or amir khan anymore they can bts is there south so that has come in now bollywood is now no longer competing with itself right it's it's competing with other cultures otts and also other cultures some of who, who i think are much more faithful to what used to work than bollywood is in my opinion sure i mean one of the things i missed mentioning when i was talking about that bridge between that why is economics only partially so one part of it is what i said which is to say that a movie will release in 2 years the other part is that exposure to south cinema that today in pure number terms that yash has turned out to be a bigger draw than amir khan i mean this is one one movie each mm-hmm. and, or an allu arjun is becoming a pan indie is being called a pan india star ahead of let's say an amir khan or a ranveer singh so i think people again over the last couple of years have kind of watched a lot of non hindi i mean a hindi film audience has seen a lot of non hindi content and i would argue they are kind of a lot more receptive to let's say south indian heroes than they were earlier because let's also do this uh, if you go back i mean hindi cinema has always taken content from all over the country like in 60s 70s bengali cinema bengali books and movies were a big source of hit hindi films in the 80s and 90s uh, tamil and telugu cinema uh, were again big sources for like that entire jitendra phase and all of that uh, was re- were basically remakes of tamil and uh, telugu yes. thing if you take from 2000 onwards if you take all the major hits starting from gajni to many of salman's hits they are again remakes of uh, hit south indian cinema 
so what you said that they get that you know what works as masala i mean this is not true suddenly this is true for like maybe 40 years i mean i'm exaggerating but it is broadly in that zone that ki they got that that slightly uh, oh, before 40 it was bengali movies before 40 yeah, bengali movies rishikesh movies mukherjee movies were all remade from bengali movies in bengali Correct. movies so if you if you take a film like uh, just to take katipatang i mean katipatang is the very uh, what you call broad based emotions of this guy getting uh, uh, abandoned at his wedding uh, altar literally and then he turns an alcoholic and then he reunites with that same woman i mean if i tell you the story you will wonder what the hell what the hell are you talking about but if you see both the original bengali and the hindi you will say wow i mean the charm of the hero the songs the whole set pieces everything just carried it through so to that extent it is it hindi cinema has picked up the best of whatever works in whichever country whichever part of the country what has happened over from i would argue from let's say bahubali onwards is that south indian actors producers are realized that i don't need to remake this movie with a hindi star to make this succeed the original star of tamil telugu whichever version or in uh, kgf's case kannada uh, they are all becoming uh, uh, they can carry a film in a, for a pan india audience also i mean why not malayalam because drishyam is again uh, in malayalam and then in hindi Uh, again they they have worked i mean and drisham is as anti masala as it gets i mean it's like an almost uh, ponderous uh, uh, rendition of a murder mystery or whatever so to that extent i think uh, this uh, bollywood has lost it is is just i mean bollywood i you could say that bollywood never had it they never had it it was always yeah always. so Copy. but then again that if if you take uh, let's say uh, many of the hindi films or the remakes of the uh, tamil telugu super hits they made i mean they were in hindi very different animals from what they're uh, like i recently watched the the tamil version of akhri rasta okay uh, which which is very different i mean it it has none of the charm of i mean amitav bachchan brings a different kind of stardom and charm to the role whereas the tamil had a very different style but i mean the story is exactly the same that this guy is wrongly uh, jailed for his uh, and he comes out and takes revenge against three guys so i wanted to conclude the interview with something controversial the reason why i am bringing this up and because it's kind of tied to the whole boycott thing so the so the what's 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 the underlying thing about boycott that bollywood is 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 pejoratively called urdiwood which means that it is it is pushing a religious agenda that it has always been pushing a religious agenda that does not represent the majority hindu indian national you know tastes and the south indian movies are more wholesome more aligned this is really the narrative again i'm not passing judgment on whether this narrative is correct or not but it has definitely gotten a lot of traction of late i would say i would say in the last two or three years again fueled by social media one of the movies that comes out for special attention is a movie that i know there is one of your favorites and that you've written about in your book and i know that you're an expert on this movie and that's diwar so with diwar is brought up, is is shown as an absolute like the first example of this that here's a movie that is a 
hit considered to be one of the greatest movies ever made and yet when i break it down to you like this you realize what it actually is so what is your opinion on diwar but on the on this general looking back and finding a subtext that nobody saw when it was originally seen no so first up that diwar that this uh, vijayavarma rejects hindu gods and finds solace in uh, the islamic uh, 786 and then that kind of uh, i mean this is i must admit that i have written a 300 page book on the writers of the uh, film and i did not catch it during the writing so when i was it was like one of those jaw dropping moments probably a couple of years after i wrote the book where i said oh my god i never thought of this so uh, <laughs> you see i think you only said it uh, sometime back saying that anything i mean you know anything any film if you see it through a certain lens you can fit it in the certain lens that uh, there is another very interesting whatsapp forward which came which said that in uh, in salim javed's films and of course salim javed are pursuing a deep uh, a conspiracy the whole religious agenda and all of that uh, so one of the things that it's often told about them is that their they their films have no muslim uh, villains so they i mean uh, the hindus are bad so all the villains are hindu so there is that whole subliminal uh, thing about that so i always wondered that shakal i mean uh, both the ajit version in yado ki barat and the kulbushan karwanda version of shan i mean how are exactly they hindus but then uh, hey it's sort of a thing so look this is like a what i realize is that many of the things in bollywood which we just took for granted uh, in things like let's say a, uh, a decoit saying ki mai maa kali ka prasad chada ke and he goes out to rob a thing is now being said that oh hindu god gods and goddesses are being shown as the trigger to do something evil you know it's so it it has come incidentally this is i mean i saw this uh, clip from uh, again early 80s barsat ki ek raat where um, the villain who is called kaliram uh is obviously uh kali is being maligned here and he constantly says i think jay bhairo ki kasam or something like that and he says that and he goes off to do all sorts of evil things so obviously this is a sort of a uh, uh sort of a conspiracy against uh, hindu gods and goddesses i mean frankly i mean what do i say really and of course i mean kali ram is played by amjad khan so uh, you know there is again a very deep seated islamic conspiracy here so honestly speaking i don't know how to process this because it has become a lot of it has become just i mean in an another time i would have just call it frivolous uh, jokes uh, but it is obviously becoming fairly uh, nasty from what i see it but at the same time i also don't think that there is a very significant impact of that on the tv i mean sorry the cinema going uh, audience at all i mean people i'm sure see that they process it in whichever way either uh, pro hindu or uh, i mean they see that as hinduism being a victim of this or they don't see and then they take a decision to watch a movie come i mean uh, irrespective of that decision so 
Uh, I read some report by uh, Ormax, which is a pretty, uh, they do a lot of data analysis and tracking on Hindi cinema and Hindi cinema audiences and all of that. So according to them, the impact of boycott, if any, is about 5% on the audience. I mean, in terms of, not audience, I mean, in terms well, of footfall. Is, this, is this specifically on Lal Singh Chadda or is this in general? No, no. So it's not just Lal Singh so, Chadda that's being boycotted. No, no. The master is being no, boycotted. No, no. So I, I, I think the context of that article was on Lal Singh Chadda, but uh, what the what they have said is that they have said that look, the, they believe that the impact of a boli, uh, the boycott calls on actual cinema going audience, if at all, is about five percent. So that's what they are saying. I do not know what kind, what is the uh, research, but they believe that it is not. I mean, the people are maybe reading the Urdu wood tweets and getting processing them in a certain way. And according to them, it is having very little impact on, let's say, the movie, actual movie watching. So, uh, yeah, it is not having. And frankly, I mean, pulling out 1980s movie clips to show that Bollywood was um, uh, anti-Hindu all along, I mean, is well <laughs> laughable to say the least. For me, and this is what you said, for me, my opinion is is always that this 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 method rather than the conclusion is a is a classic leftist progressive <laughs> humanities thing right is to take stuff which has been done is i need to have a theory so let's take stuff so this thing has already been done on other things like gender and, and other things now other people who normally didn't use these tools have also cottoned on to the effectiveness of these tools and are now passing old movies through those tools. And yes, once you pass it through that analysis model, strange things come out. And I think the, the new way of looking at Diwar, among other, other things. Now, I don't know. I mean, honestly, if you ask me, I don't know what's going through you know, Salim Javed's mind. Now, I think that what might have been going through is communism. That's possibly what was going through their head, that religion is bad. Rather than Hinduism is bad, religion is bad. Now, you can still say, well, what about 786, right? That's it. Well, then it should have, everybody should have been bad. And 786 should also have been redundant, right? That is possibly also where the fact that a movie isn't uh, just a Salim Javed thing comes in. There And people also forget that the director of Diwar is Yash Chopra, right? So, so you're talking about you're talking about somebody. Who no, no. So, so it, it, it's it's a combination of things that come in. So, if you that is my main thing. You're you're saying that Salim Javed did all this, but if you know the way the Hindi movie industry works, the scriptwriter is a very not a very powerful stakeholder. Yes, Salim Javed is definitely a more powerful stakeholder than your normal run of the mill scriptwriter like I would be, but. Even Salim Javed, even Salim Javed would be nothing in front of, let's say, an objection by Amitabh Bachchan in, in those days or an objection by Yash Chopra. What Amitabh Bachchan says is the final authority, right? We all know what the hero says was the final authority in the 70s and the 60s. So what comes out is often a resultant of the biases of a number of people. So pinpointing one person, I would say that there is definitely bias in it, if you honestly ask me, but there are biases in all other things. That, but what, And this is where I choose to watch these movies without that academic lens on. 
I whenever I watch these movies, I I watch it in the way I watch Gunda. That is, I I I just enjoy the moment. That's it. For me, Hindi movie watching is enjoying the moment without the meta text analysis. That's why I liked. I, I mean, the only reason I quote unquote liked KGF, despite saying that it's absolute crap, was if you. If you don't have that, I want to watch a movie. It's, it's the kind of movie you used to say enjoy while keeping your brain at home. Now, when you watch it on an OTT, you can't literally keep your brain at home because you are at home. But it it, it is it is. See now, if you if you say, for instance, Govinda saying Bruce Lee ki behen chusli. Okay. Now this is offensive. They they there are like in, in seven words, Govinda has offended multiple people in this like multiple groups in the seven words. but when i saw it it was hilarious and you know the, i i i just can't process i just can't process this looking at old things through new lens i just can't this is my feeling i would say no so uh, yeah yeah i i'll tell you that the thing about kgf is i incidentally watched kgf in a theater so i have that advantage over you so after a point i just took out my earphones and i just put the i just plugged my ears because the sound was literally it was feeling that my brain was kind of <laughs> um, like sort of rattling in between my skull i mean i am not exaggerating it was literally that loud sound so what it what i liked about kgf is that it seemed like it was like some 15 or 20 very interesting action sequences lay after one another and none of the connections between those sequences made sense which is what i was like i'm i was like what what the hell just happened i mean why it was a very good we... it was a very gunda kind of filmmaking where it was like a, suddenly it happened. was like a... people just come crashing in there's no background nothing suddenly six yeah, yeah. villains are introduced at the same time also what was happening is that it reached out to many of those 70s and 80s things that you know those things we now make fun of where the villain has a gun so he gives a 5 minute speech so obviously the hero snatches the gun at the end of the 5 minutes and shoots him i for the life of me did not understand that why did sanjay dutt let yash go i mean did not kill him <laughs> when honor, he had the honor, gun honor honor right that's his honor. that's his that's his that's his yeah, yeah of course See, no. What has happened is I have also become immune to all those things. I mean, in seventies and eighties, I would have got it. I mean, it wouldn't have even struck me as a problem. I said, "Yeah, of course, it's got the climax to be here." But now I was wondering why the hell are you not clear? But because I mean, I watched. Yes, too because many... because this movie is creating a hero narrative, and for me, that is what it does very well. For instance, in the first film, when he's a young boy, he goes and he does a supari on the cop, right? And he escapes and comes back. because he says once he comes back and gets caught that's when he gets known if he just hits the guy and runs away then he just does his job but he doesn't get the credit yes, for no. it right so now his name is made made <clears throat> in the street but you see they could have shown him so they could have uh, they could have shown him doing that the first time that wouldn't have been dramatic the fact that they show him going coming back and then doing it that i felt was good good masala filmmaking i think yeah I think I liked RRR a lot more. I liked RRR a lot more because RRR also has these the different uh, you know ten minute sequences of mind blowing action or whatever. But they were strung together a lot better than KGF. 
Yeah, the the director of RRR is a much better director, right? So of course, no, no. So this is another thing I was telling someone. I was saying that this it is not as if that South has suddenly started understanding masala filmmaking more. I I would say that Raja Modi understands masala filmmaking probably better than anybody else in the country, if not among the best in the world, kind of a thing. Because if you look at both the Bahubali's. and uh, rrr and in, if you haven't seen his earlier ega you should watch ega as well it is his level of thinking is something else i mean he takes very traditional masala tropes and he presents them in a way that we cannot imagine so that's his skill that's like an amazing amazing skill okay all right so it was really we had time it was great talking to you dipto Uh, learned a lot it's good and we should do this again um sure <laughs> and hope everybody enjoyed it and i'll see you hopefully next week bye bye